Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Temperatures in the 40s, at least it won't be very windy. Cloudy skies stick around overnight. A fast-moving system will move through the area. It may bring a few raindrops or wet snowflakes farther off toward the north and west. No accumulation. Partly to mostly cloudy on Wednesday, upper 40s. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin in the First Alert Weather Center. Clouds and 39 degrees. You're listening to WTOP, Washington's top news, live, local, 24-7. This hour of news is sponsored by Lido Pizza. Lido Pizza never cuts corners. Good afternoon, I'm Mark Lewis. Coming up, a series of crimes keeping police in several parts of our region busy from last night until early this morning. We've got team coverage. A local police chief announcing his retirement today. Some area parents are upset over a delay and then being told about a serious fight at a middle school. I'm Mike Marillo. Commander's still trying to find a new coach. We'll bring you the latest developments. The Dow is up 89 points. Two o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Monica Ricks. Former President Trump will remain on the primary ballot in Illinois. CBS's Robert Costa calls it a win for the GOP frontrunner. Being on the ballot's important. As you look toward the Electoral College, you need 270 electoral uh, votes to win the presidency. And while President, former President Trump is not well positioned to win Illinois, uh, a deep blue state in 2024, should he emerge as the Republican nominee, he wants to be on the ballot in all 50 states. Trump's status in Colorado and Maine is in limbo as the Supreme Court decides whether Trump's role in the January 6th insurrection makes him ineligible for the presidency. President Biden has spoken with the families of the three American service members killed in a weekend drone strike in Jordan. Here's White House National Security Council spokesman John Kirby. He was grateful for their time. He expressed to them how proud uh, we all are of their service, um, how we mourn and feel feel sorrow over their loss. Their remains will be returned to Dover Air Force Base on Friday. On Capitol Hill, House Republicans are pushing to remove the Homeland Security Secretary. CBS's Natalie Brandt. The House Homeland Security Committee put pen to paper Tuesday morning, marking up two articles of impeachment against Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. House Republicans allege Mayorkas repeatedly violated the law by allowing the release of migrants awaiting court proceedings and claim he lied to lawmakers about whether the southern border was secure. Democrats call the proceedings a sham. Republicans may not even have enough support for the process to move on to the Senate. UPS is cutting 12,000 jobs. Managers and contract positions will make up most of the cuts. UPS hopes to save $1 billion in costs. UPS says there was a 7% drop in average daily volume domestically and an 8% decline internationally during the fourth quarter. That's CBS's Jim Crisula reporting. The space shuttle Endeavor is now on launch display at a museum in L.A. Curator Kenneth Phillips. My hope is that people will come to the California Science Center, Samuel Ocean Air and Space Center, and recognize that this stuff, as complicated as it is, is not beyond them. The museum will complete construction around the shuttle before it eventually opens to the public. Endeavor flew 25 missions between 1992 and 2011. And tickets for Super Bowl 58 are now the most expensive tickets ever for the big game. According to SeatGeek and TickPick, the average cost ranges from 9800 to just over 12000 bucks. That's a 70% increase from last year's big game, mostly due to the game's location in Vegas this year. This is CBS News. 
sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility, great pay, and benefits? Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. 203 on WTOP on January 30th, 2024. Cloudy skies and it's on the cool side. 42 in D.C. I'm Sean Anderson. And I'm Ann Kramer. Our top local story this hour, a series of crimes that started in the district yesterday and ended early this morning in Prince George's County with the suspect being shot dead by police. Information continues to pour in from police about what took place over the hours in between. Our team coverage starts with WTOP's Neil Augenstein in the district. The violence began at 545 Monday afternoon. A man gets into an occupied car on 9th Street Northwest, then shoots the driver and runs. That victim's in critical condition. Witnesses approach detectives and provide information that helped us to develop a potential suspect. Assistant Police Chief Jeffrey Carroll says on 3rd Street Northeast near Gallaudet University, the man demanded a car, shot a person who was standing next to it, stole the car, and took off. That victim died. Over the next several hours, there were more carjackings in D.C. and Prince George's County. He then orders a rideshare vehicle, and then he carjacks that. As for why? Some of the preliminary information that we have from interviewing individuals is he may have been in some sort of a mental health crisis or having some mental health issues. Neil Loggenstein, WTLP News. And now to Prince George's County, where WTOP's Luke Lukert picks up that part of the story. At around 4.30 a.m., two new Carrollton police officers found that Nissan Rogue stopped in the middle of Annapolis Road here near Veterans Parkway. The vehicle was unoccupied at the time. While officers are doing their investigation, they learned that the vehicle had been carjacked in Prince George's County. Thomas Lester with the Attorney General's office says that's when a man approached the officers and pulled two handguns. The officers pulled their service weapons and shot the suspect. He later died at the hospital. Neither officer was injured, but both had been put on administrative leave during the AG office's investigation. In Prince George's County, Luke Luger, WTOP News. It's 2.05 for the second time in two days. A police chief in a major part of our region is calling it quits. This time it's in Montgomery County. After almost 40 years with the police department, Chief Marcus Jones says he'll be retiring July 1st. He was appointed at the chief's job five years ago. In a statement, Jones says now is the right time to retire. And reaction is coming into Chief Jones' announcement, including from the head of the Montgomery County Council. Here is Council President Andrew Friedson. I just wanted to express my appreciation on behalf of the entire council for his uh, almost four decades of service to our community, to thank his family for the uh, commitment and the sacrifice that they have provided for us as well. Now, Jones says he won't be going far. We'll continue to be taking part in the well-being of Montgomery County. And more reaction to Jones' retirement from the Montgomery County Executive. Mark Elrich says he's grateful for the 38 years Jones gave to the community. He says he appreciates what he calls Jones' compassion for victims willingness to modernize the department and steadfast advocacy on behalf of officers and the department. The county is going to start a search nationwide for a replacement. We mentioned this is the second police department leader to announce a departure in the last two days. Alexandria's police chief Don Hayes announced yesterday he's leaving his department to take a job with the federal government. He started with the department in 1981. Hayes was appointed as chief in 2022. 206, some parents in Montgomery County students in Gaithersburg say they're concerned with how long it took school leaders to tell them about a fight in a middle school. 
WTOP's Mike Marillo tells us one of the students was taken to the hospital. It was last Wednesday when school let out at Lakelands Park Middle School when the fight took place, and it was quickly broken up by nearby adults, according to the principal there. Then Friday, a town hall was held with students about it before parents were notified. That has some parents upset, among them Holly Flores. I feel like they should not be speaking to students regarding certain issues without parents present. She says the school also waited too long to tell parents about the fight. Chris Cram with Montgomery County Public Schools says while they aim to notify parents the same day about serious incidents, sometimes investigations delay notification. In this case, the fight happened after school, so it led to the investigation happening the next day. Also, while schools deal with discipline involving fights, in this case, the Gaithersburg Police Department was called and took a report. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. No update on the girl's condition after that fight. Coming up in Money News after traffic and weather. A big markdown on a Bethesda estate. I'm Jeff Clayball. 208. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8th. To the traffic center we go. Good afternoon to Dave Dildine. Hey, good afternoon. Good news, bad news on I-395 in D.C. and Virginia. Bad news is you're in slow traffic right now, southbound, outbound through southwest. But the good news is crews are backing up, clearing the work zone on time, as promised, and about to reopen the left lanes. Uh, you're slow in the meantime, getting by to the right in those main lanes and more takers for the express lanes. There is a short slowdown at the recurring bridge work in Sherlington where a lane is blocked, and then it's full speed ahead to Springfield. If you're northbound on 395, you're in slow traffic from the Beltway past Etzel Road. There's a work zone ahead before Duke Street. The left lane is blocked. On the Beltway in Virginia, inner and outer loop, we're used to it in McLean. The road work blocking the right lane on both loops. They usually pick up right around now on the outer loop. And then a work crew is seen farther south, closer to 66, and that might also cost you a few minutes. 66 with no travel trouble inside or outside the Beltway. 95 southbound, your Dumfries, better. The crash cleared. In Maryland, 95, good. Baltimore, Washington. Parkway, not bad at all. And on 270, you're making good time through Montgomery and Frederick County. U.S. Route 50 between the Beltway and the Bay Bridge. It is smooth sailing under mostly cloudy skies. Want to test an electric car? Plug it at fitsmall.com and find your electric ride today. Check out the Subaru, Solterra, Hyundai, Ioniq, or Toyota BZ4X at fitsmall.com. That's the Fitz way. I'm Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. 7 News First Alert Meteorologist Steve Rudin. Clouds continue to increase for the remainder of the afternoon, so if you have hopes for sunshine, you're not going to find it with temperatures in the 40s. As we head into the overnight, a fast-moving weather maker will move across the area. It will keep our skies cloudy, may see an isolated shower, a stray snowflake or two, but mainly well north and west of D.C. By tomorrow morning, everything will clear on out of here, partly to mostly cloudy skies, middle to upper 40s. Thursday, we'll see a mix of sun and clouds with highs in the mid-50s. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin in the First Alert Weather Center. We have clouds right now, 42 at Reagan National, 39 in northwest D.C. It's all brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest, conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. WTOP's Money News at 10 and 40 past the hour. And we say good afternoon to Jeff Claybaugh. JetBlue lost money last quarter and says it expects its own air travel bookings to slow this year. JetBlue has been dropping flights, including all service from BWM Marshall as of May 1st and eliminating its daily flights from Reagan National to New York. Those are among 14 routes it is eliminating. UAW strikes were costly for automakers. General Motors puts strike-related losses last year at $1.1 billion. GM's revenue last year was still up 10%. Maybe mansion bargains around here? The Washington Business Journal says a 15,000-square-foot estate on Fernwood Road in Bethesda 
his other contract for $9.25 million, but it's been on the market for 16 months, originally listed at $12.5 million. It comes with 1.3 acres, two pools, a tennis court, and two elevators. The Dow is up 84 points. The S&P 500 is down 6. The Nasdaq's down 136. That's almost a 1% loss. Jeff Claybaugh. WTOP News. Drought, war, and rising food prices have devastated families in poverty. $50 provides a food kit to feed a family for a month. Just text the word radio to 97646. Well, coming up, the possible contenders for the commander's coaching job. Getting a little slimmer today. We'll be joined live by WTOP Sports Director George Wallace. We'll get the latest from him. It's 2-11. Men, if you're ready to put a stop to your ED and get a Valentine's gift that you and your partner will be satisfied with, then call Bull Oak today. Tuesday, January 30th, Bull Oak uses the most advanced form of acoustic wave therapy. This technology is backed by over 60 clinical studies, including research from Cambridge University. Our treatments treat the root cause of ED by repairing blood vessels and increasing blood flow, all without the need for pills or the worry of side effects. If you're ready to make this Valentine's Day one to remember, then this is your chance. Call us now and you'll qualify for an assessment, exam, even the blood flow ultrasound totally free. This is over $800 in value and today only for those who call in the next two minutes, new patients will receive their first treatment completely free. Call 703-337-1919. That's 703-337-1919. Guys, get ready for Valentine's Day and put an end to ED. Call Bull Oak now to qualify. This offer ends today, Tuesday, 703-337-1919. You found the perfect assisted living community for your mom and dad. They're excited about moving into their beautiful new community. But you should know a few important things about assisted living and independent living communities. Residents often have care and safety needs beyond the scope of services available in these settings. To make community living practical, they may need more. Warman Home Care can help. Warman provides supplemental care for your parents at an assisted living facility, allowing them to enjoy their community, their new friends, and their convenient amenities. We offer personal care, including bathing, grooming, toileting and dressing. We can even help with medication reminders, meal prep, fall prevention, light housekeeping and more. Each of our clients has a customized one-on-one care plan prepared by our registered nurses. Your loved ones will enjoy their new community and you will have peace of mind knowing you have warm and home care on their side. Learn more at warmandhomecare.com The Washington region where the news changes faster than a teenager's mood. Hi mom, leave me alone. If you want to keep up, keep checking back with WTOP two, three, four times a day. WTOP News. Facts matter. Hey, ladies, this hour, a local woman is honored for her efforts to save lives at a metro station during a deadly shooting. Keep it here on WTOP. How many times will you risk that dangerous climb in and out of the bathtub this new year? It's a smart resolution to convert that unsafe, ugly old bathtub to a gorgeous new shower. The shower system from PJ Fitzpatrick features a low, low entry that means no more tub hopping for 2024. A PJ Fitzpatrick shower is luxurious, affordable, and it all installs in just one day. Plus, PJ Fitzpatrick will include a free designer safety package this month. Visit TrustPJ.com for your free design consultation. 
Why choose a Sleep Number Smart Bed? Because no two people sleep the same. Only the Sleep Number Smart Bed lets you each choose your individual firmness and comfort your sleep number setting. The Climate 360 Smart Bed is so smart, it actively cools or warms up to 13 degrees on either side for your ideal sleep temperature. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed. Limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. To find a store near you, visit sleepnumber.com. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. It's 2.15. I'm Ann Kramer. And I'm Sean Anderson. Thanks for being with us. All right. We are down to two open coaching positions in the NFL right now as we are about two weeks away from the Super Bowl. And Commanders fans... Well, they've been waiting to see who the next coach will be. Names floating around as the team management holds interviews and meetings, including this week. Now word that one big contender is not coming to Washington. Well, joining us live is WDTOP Sports Director and Commander's Beat reporter George Wallace, who's been on top of this since the start. George, who said no to the Commanders or was it actually a no? Yeah, well, that's interesting, right, Sean? So Ben Johnson, which appeared to be the top candidate for a lot of teams, this offseason, the Lions offensive coordinator, 37 years old, second season as the OC in Detroit, and uh, put up a pretty good show as far as the offense is concerned. Turned down interviews before, but now he had a, a, a good amount of interviews this offseason. But he has turned down the teams. He told Seattle and Washington today that he is going to stay in Detroit as the offensive coordinator, at least for another year. He told the uh, commanders while they are en route to Detroit to meet with him Today Now, they're also scheduled to meet with defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn of Detroit as well. So they're going to still go through with that. But he did meet with uh, Ben Johnson, did meet with the Seahawks yesterday. It was supposed to be the commanders today, but has told them no. Now, Adam Schefter reporting this afternoon that his asking price was scaring some teams away. Mm. And we had seen a report earlier this offseason. He was asking somewhere around 14 or 15 million. So if that's the case, then I have no problem you know, saying that. That just goes to show you that if that is the case, then Josh Harris and his group, they're not going to uh, overpay for the hot, quote-unquote, hot candidate, which is a change from the past. So if that's the case, then that's uh, 100% fine by me. George, so what's the average salary of a coach that he was asking 14 or 15? Uh, he wanted to be one of the highest paid. And okay. I don't know who is the highest paid. I have to go look. I, I bet Belichick sure. probably, probably was up yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, but not not as a not at that level. first year $15 million head okay. coach, no. All right, Commanders met with Mike McDonald from the Ravens. What happened there? Well, he met yesterday, and now he was on his way to Seattle today to meet with the Seahawks. Uh, I know that the uh, Commanders were very high on him as well, and it seems to be he is a very uh, uh, highly respected candidate in this coaching cycle from things that you hear and reports you hear from teams that he's talked to is that he is very, very impressive in these interviews. And you know how this goes. The, the interviews are a big deal. Right. We've heard mm-hmm. candidates not get jobs because of how they interview. So uh, Mike McDonald seems to be pretty high. I don't know uh, if he gets to Seattle. The Seahawks make him an, an offer. Dan Quinn was here. He did speak with the commanders as well. I know he's still in the mix in Seattle as well. Also. OK, also. so Johnson is out. McDonald. Hey, you know, they could lock him up in the building. Sure. They, they have a nice city out there. So <laughs> you mentioned Dan Quinn. Who uh-huh. else might be lurking? So I think still Bobby Sloak's name is still out there. Uh-huh. Bobby Sloak is uh, with Houston. He has talked with Washington. We know that. Uh, Mike Vrabel's name we have not heard much from in the past couple of weeks. And Bill Belichick, of course, the name that may be left out of this coaching cycle. No, don't start anything. He's not coming Bill here. Don't, I'm just throwing his name out. Sean asked me a question. I'm misanswering. <laughs> uh, but I still don't, I don't think that's going to be the case here at all. But uh, those are some names also. And 
I, you know, you never know. Eric Bieniemy is still under contract mm-hmm. with Washington. They yep. did speak with him. If they go the defensive route with a coach like a McDonald or let's say a Vrabel or somebody like that, you never know. My Eric Bieniemy is still in the building. Could you run it back as the offensive coordinator? You never know. But we're not done yet. We still are waiting. We're waiting. But this week. Well, I, yeah, I, I, mean, right? I thought it was going to be done today or tomorrow. I, thought but I don't thought know that that's going to be case. the case now. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I still All think right. it's going to be has to be quick. It's, it doesn't have to be quick, but you want to get the offseason started. All the candidates you were looking for right in front of you. And don't you want to get the fans super excited right oh, now, too? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. this is the you time need, to get them all fired up. That, yes. Okay. All right, George, we'll keep talking to you. WTOP okay. Sports Director, Commander's Beat Reporter, George Wallace. And let's uh, go to the WTOP Traffic Center now. Let's check in with Dave Dildon. Alrighty, leaving D.C. outbound on 395. Still slow, but the work zone at the 14th Street Bridge just about wrapping up and cleared. Farther south, some slow traffic in Sherlington. Bridge work blocks a lane and northbound on 395. Crews were seen backing up and clearing the work zone between Edsel Road and Duke Street. Delays are brief northbound out of Springfield. On 495, the Beltway in McLean. We're used to it. The recurring construction, inner and outer loop near Georgetown Pike, right lane block. But picking up on the outer right now, farther south, there was a mobile crew seen roving south of Route 7 along the right, but they should be wrapping up there as well. All's well on I-66, Maryland, Beltway, outer loop after Old Georgetown Road, a crash getting moved out of the left lane as we speak. 270 off to a good start from the Beltway on north toward Germantown and Frederick. A girl in Kenya dreams of becoming a doctor. An elder in Guatemala dreams of being part of a community. Reach out and change their world, and it will change your own. Unbound.org. I'm Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. Let's head over to the 7 News. First alert, Weather Center meteorologist Steve Rudin joins us now. Hey, Steve, we've got more clouds today. Are we moving in the direction of some precip coming our way? I don't think we're going to see a whole lot, even though there is a clipper, a fast-moving weather maker off toward the north and west of us, now over the Great Lakes. That's going to dry out, so not going to have a lot of moisture to work with. But clouds are with us, and they're here to stay for the remainder of the afternoon through the evening. And then later tonight into early tomorrow morning, perhaps we'll see a a stray shower, but I need to emphasize stray because most, if not all, areas will stay totally dry. Perhaps a few snowflakes well to the west of us, the higher elevations. Temperatures this afternoon in the 40s. Overnight, we're in the 30s. Tomorrow, our skies will brighten up a little bit during the midday hours with temperatures in the middle to upper 40s. We're near 55 on Thursday, and we stay dry and sunny Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with highs in the lower 50s. At this hour, Fort Belvoir at 43 degrees. It's 41 degrees in College Park and 44 downtown. All right. Thanks, Steve. Coming up on WTOP, we get an update from our own Neil Augenstein and his battle with stage four lung cancer, 221. This is the day of the big sale at your gift shop. Welcome in. So this isn't just a big day for your business. It's a big day for the network keeping it all connected. That is, if it can handle the pressure. Next in line, please. So is it possible to get business internet you can really count on? It is. With 99.9% network reliability from Comcast Business. It's like this neat little bow. Do you like that gift wrap? Really ties it all together. Reliable internet for your business. It's not just possible. It's happening. Comcast Business. Powering possibilities. Get started with fast speeds and advanced security for $49.99 a month for 12 months with a one-year contract. Plus, ask how to get up to a $1,000 prepaid card on a qualifying gig bundle. Don't wait. Call and go online today to switch to Comcast Business. Ends 221-24. Restrictions apply. New customers only with 50 megabits per second internet and security edge. Eco bill and auto pay required. Equipment, taxes, and fees extra. After 12 months, regular rates apply.
The success you've already had matters at University of Maryland Global Campus because we're a school for real life. And now you can save with no application fee through February 12th. At UMGC, you can earn up to 90 credits toward a bachelor's for prior learning and experience or transfer up to 12 credits toward a master's. Plus, we offer online and hybrid classes, all with the support you need from an accredited state university. Learn more at umgc.edu. Certified to operate by CHEV. Want to know what's on the road ahead of you? Check with WTOP for traffic updates every 10 minutes on the 8s. They're a must for every driver. Okay, you've got your seatbelt on, you've got the car started. What's next? Check my mirrors. Uh... Check the traffic report on WTOP. Now you got it. WTOP traffic updates anytime you're on the road. WTOP News. Facts matter. It's 2.23. We are learning that a woman who was the victim of a hit and run in the West Springfield area last month has now died from her injuries. Fairfax County Police say 63-year-old Fu Zhu Wong was crossing Huntsman Boulevard in the crosswalk when she was hit back on December 27th. Happened just before 8 o'clock at night. Detectives continue to search for the driver and the vehicle involved. They're asking anyone with information to come forward and contact detectives. Well, by now, you know, WTOP's Neil Augenstein has been keeping us up to date on his lung cancer journey. Neil was diagnosed a little more than a year ago with stage four lung cancer. And after a one pill a day targeted therapy and surgery, Neil has been cancer free since April. He has just received the results of a new test that he took for the first time. It's a liquid biopsy. And that is done by drawing blood and looks for cancer cells in his bloodstream. How will this test figure into his future treatment? As you know, with the CT scans that I have every three months, which have not shown anything suspicious, this liquid biopsy is one more tool. Uh, The cool thing is that it looks even farther down the road than the CT scan, which can show tumors down to two or three millimeters. This is taking a real-time look at my DNA. That is WTOP's Neil Augenstein. Neil says he now feels terrific, still taking his targeted therapy and looking forward to more aggressive screenings down the line. Well, it's the nearly one year anniversary of a deadly shooting at the Potomac Avenue Metro Station. A Metro employee was killed, two passengers injured in February of last year. But a woman on the train was able to wrestle the gun away from the shooter and save lives. Today, that woman, Shantae Trumpet, was honored by the Prince George's County Council. Jolene Ivey is the council chair. Now, therefore, be it proclaimed by the Prince George's County Council that Shantae Trumpet is a hero for her quick thinking and act of bravery, which saved the life of other passengers aboard the train. The man is charged in the shooting as Isaiah Trotman. He's set to go on trial next year. He's facing more than 50 counts, including first-degree murder. Sports at 25 and 55. George Wallace back with us talking commanders, coaching, yeah, hopefuls. One name off the list, the yeah. top candidate, what was presumed to be the top candidate. It wasn't a lock, it wasn't a guarantee, but Ben Johnson was high on everybody's list, the Lions offensive coordinator, and uh, he was waiting till waiting this week to meet with the Seahawks and the commanders. He met with Seattle yesterday, supposed to meet with Washington today, but he told both teams he's staying in Detroit as the offensive coordinator. The 37-year-old has been there two years as the OC in Detroit. Now, he did tell Washington uh, that he was staying as the uh, contingent was on its way to Detroit to meet with Ben Johnson. Now they're still on their way to meet with defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn as